0: But I weekend. don't, my security clearance, like, God. needs to go through beforehand. Oh. And, yeah, okay, so they called the other day. They were like, oh, well, we were we were listing the times that I left the country. And then and then I had to tell them that I've been on seven day trips to Tijuana. <laughs> 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 we uh, then Dorcas House, now Vita Hoven. Well, at least I had real words. But could you imagine, like, you know, your average San Diego citizen that just, Goes for you fun. know yeah reason tacos right yeah.
1: like if you if, if i was a normal san diegan and which i am and i have been to Tijuana on a day trip
2: <laughs> that sentence right there would disqualify you
0: um well <laughs> so the, to
2: the, <laughs> the hardest
0: part just for say me was i'm a was normal that...
2: human non-spy san diegan alien which i am <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the director of formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And
1: I'm Maya little Sonia, and I'm the youth minister.
0: I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource curator.
2: And we hope everyone has had a good first week of the Easter season. Uh, like we said last year on this exact podcast one year ago uh easter is a full season not just one day so we've got 50 days of easter leading up to pentecost which means 50 days that's almost exactly the same sentence i said one year ago on this podcast last year
1: you want else was the, almost the exact same well is the exact same as your podcast a year ago the gospel reading <laughs> that's, right, that's I was, right i wanted you to <laughs> say it but you did it <laughs> but the gospel reading is the same yeah
2: um so we are in the week after easter sometimes at uh some churches will call this a low sunday or the second uh, sunday of easter right this, what did i say
1: you said well no i know it's the first sunday after easter and yeah. then there's low sunday but i've seen it also the second called, sunday yes, of easter yes the which is easter misleading, day,
2: frankly. easter day is the first sunday of easter mm-hmm. yet april 28th this year is the second sunday of easter the first sunday after easter or low sunday
1: I don't like that. All
2: three are accurate. Um, It is, (laughs) but to be proper with the lectionary, it is Easter 2, year C. So, um, and uh, actually, Easter 2, year B, which was the reading last year on the Sunday after Easter, is the same as this Sunday's gospel reading, the appearance to the disciples in the. just after the Easter reading that you heard this past Sunday about Mary Magdalene, uh, Jesus appearing to the disciples and then to Thomas. So um, last year uh, on April 8th, we had the podcast that was after this week after Easter. So if you want to hear six points, you can listen to the three today and then go back a year and listen to the three from last year. And then you'll have six points highlighted from this reading. So I think this is the first time we've ever done the same reading that we've done before. But that's a good practice because the lectionary is on a three-year cycle. So you hear this at, you'll at least hear the same reading every three years.
1: And that's a promise.
2: And I think that's a cool thing about, about the Bible and the Gospels and Scripture in general is that the whole point is that you, depending on what's happening in your life, you're going to see different things Uh, different things are going to jump out to you from the scripture. So I read through the scripture and I knew that we had done it before. And then I listened back to the podcast from last year. And none of the things were the things that I was thinking about talking about from Mm -hmm. this year. Same. So it's just like – it's just a witness to the fact that the the Bible is the living word of God because it continues to live and change with us as we continue to live and change. (laughs) That's good. And so – uh, we'll we'll see different things. We'll see things differently depending on our life circumstances, including in this reading. So, um, enough talking about talking about the reading. We're going to actually get to it. Uh, if you want to send us any questions or comments uh, or stories from your week of fate discussion or personal reflection, feel free to send them. Directly to us via email, faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org, or you can send them to us through our website, www.myfaith2go.org, or you can direct message us on Instagram, at faith2go. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, like every week, this week's uh, Faith2Go resources are based on the gospel, which we were just talking about, uh, John 20, verses 19 19- to 31. And all those resources are available on the website. So Jackie is going to read the gospel for this Sunday, April 28th, Easter Two year C. And then we're each going to take a moment to highlight a point from the gospel.
0: When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you.
2: Okay, so this story follows directly after uh, the, that Easter reading from John where Mary Magdalene sees Jesus and thinks he's the gardener that we read last week and that you may have heard in church on Sunday morning. So um, when it says that they – when it, the, it, the story starts when it was evening on that day, it means Easter day evening. So it's the evening after they had seen uh, the empty tomb in the morning. So this is just this is happening right away. Um, as you remember, uh, some of the disciples were just running, running, running around and then ran away from the tomb. And so I'm assuming this is where they all met up in this room. So they're telling each other what they've uh, seen. But at this point, only Mary Magdalene has seen Jesus. So none of the disciples have actually seen Jesus. They only know that Jesus wasn't in the tomb. So, um, you have the context. Uh, you know where we are. We are right after the ap- appearances on Easter. So, this is the first appearance to the, to the disciples and to Thomas. So, uh, Maya has the first point.
1: So, my point is about <laughs> doubting Thomas and how it's almost... I think doubt is very important in the Christian faith and I'm not saying like, Oh, it's sad that he was doubtful. Cause I've never been doubtful. Like that is far from the truth, but I think it's kind of, you know, sad how his need to, for proof and legitimate, like to legitimize this experience that his friends had, but that he missed out on the joy that the disciples felt, um, when Jesus appeared to them. And granted, like, he wasn't there in that moment of seeing Jesus because he didn't see Jesus until, you know, a week later. That's different, right? But that he needed, you know, I think about how when we perhaps share our witness to the gospel and, like, share our experience with Christ and how, you know, some people... Well, it's kind of like, I think it's unfortunate that he didn't... I think we can all relate to this because I was telling david that you know in our world like the scientific method and in like reason and rationale and logic are kind of like the be-all end-all right either things do happen or they don't happen they're either true or they're false we don't really hold any space for mystery or not needing to know things Mm -hmm. what i think has been a loss is our um hyper i guess the great value that we put in you know systematic empirical reasoning and not enough in just like divine mystery and holding things loosely and that we to a point where we can kind of miss out on the joy that comes from experiencing miracles and letting the experience drive us and our interaction and our relationships and those feelings rather than like, well, what's happening right now? Let me rationalize this. And I was talking about how trying to rationalize things and explain things away is just like another form of control and how we try to sort of, tame, crazy ideas that seem crazy to us. It's like we always try to, you know, well, maybe this happened or this, this, and this. We always have theories and hypotheses hypotheses and justifications for why or how things happen. Um, But that's just, we're just trying to control it to make ourselves feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And not knowing is the scariest thing for me, you know, not knowing. And for all of us, right, not knowing what happens after we die, you know kind of big one mm-hmm. not knowing you know why we're here and what our purpose is but also not knowing for example why horrible horrible acts of violence happen or not or but always needing to assign value justification reasoning and process to things can be harmful and difficult and needing to assign meaning to them and can really just be really difficult and i think when we surrender those things we become he's saying blessed are those who see yet come to believe. It's kind of like not saying you're like more holy or more, you know, sanctified than those who doubt, but it's more you are liberated from the curse and the burden of always needing to figure everything out. You know? Uh Uh Yeah.
2: Yeah, because like it's because the idea of blessed are those who do not see and yet believe is like, it makes me think of that like, In, like, the mystical strain of Christianity, like, the emphasis on darkness and unknowability, but mostly, like, the, the idea of, like, this, like, luminous darkness, this mystery, this void that is, like, the mysterious, that is God, that is the divine. It's like you... There is something about...
1: Fertile darkness.
2: Yeah, that, like, that not seeing... Is a thing that leads you to believing in a deeper way than just knowing facts, like the the knowing that is deeper than knowing.
1: I mean, Saint John the Cross said, "Like following God is like walking in the dark with your eyes closed."
2: Right, and Saint John the Cross called it the Dark Night of the Soul for yeah. a reason. You know, it's like it is a dark night because you do not know, and nothing, right. everything that you were certain about is uncertain again. Right. It's gone. But and that's kind of how God. Works. That's like how the whole thing happens. It breaks apart your certainty. So if you are certain about, any, about a thing, I, it's almost guaranteed that that thing is not God. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. And, and so it's like you could do, but, but think about all the things you've ever been certain about in your life that you aren't anymore. Yeah. Like it's not a new phenomenon for any of us.
1: Or maybe even things that we are certain about and have come to a consensus to in a society we can know more about. We haven't entirely encompassed mm-hmm. with knowledge,
2: you know. And the thing is that, like, I don't think this is a. St- I I really don't think this is a story about like shaming people for not believing or mm-hmm. shaming people for not believing until something happens or right. b- without having an experience. You know, like they all require an experience. You know, right? Because the say- disciples. It's not like the disciples. That were there the first time Jesus came were all happy and joyful already. They were up there because they were afraid, right? Or another so they didn't gospel know what was going on. They think that Mary's like yeah. idle talk, right. right? They didn't believe either. They didn't believe her. Yeah. So it's like it's it's not it's not a story here to shame anybody about where they are in their own understanding of God and the world and themselves and that and the relationship of those things, you know. But it is uh, like an invitation. To be, to be gentle with ourselves. The way that Jesus, I think, is gentle with Thomas, and the way that the disciples are gentle with Thomas too.
0: And and I think it like offers us an opportunity to like leave room for the mystery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is hard. It's hard to to feel like we don't know everything, and to feel like, um, you know, that we don't have all the answers, or we're not sure what's happening. But when we leave room for that. We're leaving room for the Holy Spirit and for really special things to happen. And so right. we
1: are granted peace like Jesus grants Thomas and the disciples peace. And he says, peace be with you. And also we're blessed.
2: And so that is kind of, that kind of leads to the point that I wanted to make the thing that jumped out to me about this is two things that kind of go together. One is that is the like span of time that this story takes up, because it's not like I'm always I always wonder where Thomas was. First of all, that's mm-hmm. not my point, but I always am just wondering that where would Thomas go, you know, right. why was he not there with them?
1: Hey guys, I'm going well, to something. You want anything? You know,
2: like yeah. And so I think it's I think like he's gone for a reason. You know, like Thomas is there to give us an illustration of doubt and belief. I think that is important and. So Thomas – so I think it's, it's, it's interesting to me that it's not just like Thomas is gone, Jesus shows up, Thomas comes back. Thomas says, I won't believe until I see him and then Jesus shows up immediately after that. It says a week later they were gathered again in the house and Thomas was with them. So that means that for a full week, which is a pretty long time especially in this kind of like emergency situation. right? I don't know if anyone has experienced like the death of someone very close to them. I think most of us have, but like in that kind of trauma, like a week feels like an eternity, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they're like huddled up fearful in this little room. Jesus appears to the disciples on a Sunday and then it's not until the next Sunday that Jesus comes back. So Thomas for a week is living in this place of like all of his closest friends saying that Jesus is risen, that he that they have like seen him. He's living in this mystery, this in between, this dark darkness. This is the dark night of the soul for Thomas, if anything. It's mm-hmm. like he doesn't know what to make of anything. And and I can't imagine what that must have been like for him to to be so uncertain with all these people who claim to have seen Jesus, uh, risen. And, and the thing that strikes me about it is that when he, on that first Sunday, he says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Mm -hmm. And then this whole week goes by of just Thomas living in this uncertainty this darkness and mystery and when Jesus finally does come back he stands in front of them and says peace be with you and Thomas immediately says um, Jesus says to him put your finger here and see my hands reach out your hand and put it in my side do not doubt but believe and Thomas doesn't do any of those things he just says my lord and my god And, and so it's like Thomas doesn't when Thomas finally does experience Jesus in in the midst of this darkness and uncertainty, he does not actually require like the proof that he was expecting to, the, okay. even what he had asked for. So it was almost it almost feels like this like darkness and and uncertainty and f- mystery worked on him in this you know turbulent time of fear and and wonder. And made, it, made him, like, softened him up to be more receptive to Jesus when Jesus did come, you know? And when he actually did experience, have that experience of Jesus firsthand. Because he didn't have to put his finger in his side and he didn't have to see his hands. He just was there with Jesus and knew in a new way of knowing that, that what he had heard was true. And I think that's kind of what we are often invited to as well is to live without knowing when it will end in this uncertainty and mystery and then being, being blown away by the experience of God that we ultimately have, you know, and then repeating that process. Well,
0: I think that that does lead directly into my point of, you know, like, where we are in our faith journey. And we can be in these groups of people and, and people are at different stages in their faith journey. And Thomas, because he wasn't there that first time is in some ways could be viewed as a little behind the other disciples, but that he didn't have that experience or that time or that waiting or that opportunity to be at that place yet. And so that notion that we are required to be in community with other people, even when they're at different stages than us. And that a a full faith journey includes a lot of ups and downs. And ups and downs as you doubt and as you question, but also as you rejoice and experience new things in life. And so that notion that we live in community and we are better Christians by surrounding ourselves that are on different parts of their faith journey so that we can learn from them and also help them when they're at hard parts in their journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the, the disciples, this story is a witness to that. Again, thinking about how the like the distance in time between the first appearance to the, the uh, 10 and then to Thomas mm-hmm. with them is, you know, they... They were together with Thomas in this one place and the rest of them in another place kind of spiritually and emotionally for a week like it wasn't just it wasn't like I said it wasn't immediate so right. they're like they're holding the space for Thomas's doubt it seems like you know because he's still it's not like he left like this didn't cause a rift right so they that he out, left right. the group you know right it was like they were all he was holding space for their belief and they were holding space for his doubt and they were all kind of there together in that and holding mm-hmm. that gently until Great. until he had this experience. They could
1: all rejoice together.
2: Right. And then they have they have a new experience of Jesus as well, you know, all together mm-hmm. because of the space that they've created for one another. Because it's not like Jesus appears to Thomas alone. He comes back and and is with all of them again. So yeah, I think I think it is a cool thought about like how we are in community with one another that, that none of us have our finger on it, you know, know. and we may all be at different levels of like knowledge and experience of religion and Christian tradition or religious traditions, but at some level, that doesn't really matter. We're all there to be in relationship with one another. At, mm-hmm. And that is kind of like the deepest, most profound, important foundational thing that we do. That's and then cool. all of the belief and doubt and knowledge and stuff that's heaped on top of that, you know, is are kind of building blocks. But nothing matters if we aren't in relationship with, relationship with one another. Amen.
1: Great. Say it louder for the people in the back. Mm. But it's just me. So don't say it louder. People <laughs> might blow out their
2: earbuds or something. So that's three points. Um Number one was Maya's, and it was about our ability to hold uh, mystery and uncertainty in in the midst of a of a culture where we are really dead set on uh, proof and certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine kind of followed from that. And then the second one was uh, that. Thomas here kind of models what that journey of living in mystery and uncertainty looks like as he kind of waits in this dark night uh, of this one week between when uh, Jesus appears to the disciples without him. And then it finally appears to him and we can see his, his kind of progression and softening in that he doesn't really require the proof that he thought he once would need when he experiences Jesus. And then the third thing was Jackie's, uh, the third point, and that was about uh, the way that this community uh, is able to stay together in the midst of people being in different places in their faith journey, and that that is kind of what we are called to, you know, to be in relationship first, uh, no matter what. So having heard those three points, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new this time through.
0: If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name.
2: All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast uh, for Sunday, April 28th, Easter two year C. We hope you have uh, are having a great start to your Easter season, saying all of your Alleluias, catching up on your Alleluia debt. Um, we will be back uh, next week. Make sure you check out the Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. Send us any questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussion and reflection to Go at stpaulcathedral.org or through the website, or you can follow us on Instagram and direct message us at faithtogo. Make sure to go rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. And until next week, let's say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye.